Hey everybody, welcome to Life Awakening. Let's talk about it. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Coach Kelly Taney out here in beautiful San Diego, California. Thank you guys so much for showing up and showing out each and every week. You have no idea how much you just made my day. Last week we had just hit 32 listens and we are almost at 38. You guys blew up my podcast last week and I am just number one thankful and humbled beyond measure. OMG. Like I love you guys so much and you have no idea how much it just absolutely warms my heart from the bottom to the top that you guys love listening to my podcast. I had several people join the podcast group on Facebook this week telling me that they've been binge listening to my podcast. Oh my God, I just love you guys so much. You just have no idea. So today is Memorial Day. I am recording a day later than what I normally do. So first and foremost, I want to give a shout out to all my servicemen and servicewomen who sacrifice each and every day to keep this country safe and keep all of us safe and give us all the privileges and freedoms that we have to choose from each and every day. Like we get to wake up and feel safe every day because of what you guys do for us. And like, I, I, I come from a military background. My brother was in the service. My grandparents were in the service. I have aunts and uncles that were in the service. And, you know, I, I know what it takes and the sacrifices that you guys make. And I, the people, the guys that I have dated have been former military. And, you know, I, I just, I have an appreciation for you guys that I just really cannot even put into words. So I, I know that when you sign up to join the service that, you know, you write a check, a blank check to the government up to and including your life to protect and serve. And for me, from the bottom of my heart, I thank you. So if you guys are out there and you're listening to my podcast, please reach out, hit me up on Facebook, hashtag Callie Tammy. You can find me on all my social media by doing that or search Tammy Lockus. I would love to hear from you, know where you're, where in the world you're listening and, and what, what, platform that you're listening to my podcast on but um I love you guys so much and and just thank you past present and future you know you you guys are the reason that that I got to have this amazing weekend this past weekend so as you guys know I have written a book it's called Dear Victim it's time for us to break up now and I am almost to publish <laughs> uh I have you know been hiking Cucamonga Peak for the last six weeks uh yeah, I hiked the first time and it was more like a recon mission because there was still way too much snow on the mountain. And me not knowing anything about mountain climbing, I had no idea that there would still be snow on the mountain in April because I'm a Southern girl and we don't have snow in April. So it just was an epiphany to me. So there's a fun fact about Tammy. She had no idea there'd be snow on top of a mountain at, at 9,000 foot elevation. So I went again on May 4th, may the 4th be with you thinking, okay, this is going to be perfect. I've seen where some people have made it to the top. I can do this, you know, and in my mind, I had no doubt that I would make it to the top of Cucamonga Peak without any problems on May 4th. Well, I had issues because there was way more snow than what I had anticipated. Even though people said they made it without spikes, I really needed spikes and I did not know where I was going. There was, you know, there was so much snow and I couldn't see the trail and I didn't know where I was at and I was fighting time. And, uh, you know, people that I ran across on the trail, they tell me, you know, look, Tammy, if you don't peak by four o'clock, you've got to get out of here so you can get out of the woods, you know, before nightfall, you know, because all you got is the light on your phone and parts of the trail aren't marked really well. And we just don't want you to get lost and it'd be cold and yada, yada, whatever. So I was really disappointed in that hike. And that's where the podcast Stop Discounting the Journey came from, was from that actual hike. So this past Saturday, I went back and I had my photographer. Her name is Karina Cruz. She was super awesome. I had told her how big this hike was going to be. And it, it was, we, we did a trade. So she was going to take my, my book cover photo for me, do the hike. I was going to cover all of her expenses and give her credits for my book perfect trade. Now I told her how big this hike was like, this is going to be, you know, 11 and a half, 12 miles. It's going to be 10 hours, give or take, depending on your athletic ability and how fast we can go and, and all of that. And she was like, I'm down. We're good. She gets to the hotel. She was like, yeah, it's been some years since I hiked and, you know, I've never done anything this big. And I immediately knew that this was, this was going to be a real challenge for her. And I had it in my mind. If she couldn't make it, I was going to find somewhere safe for her to sit. 
and she would just have to wait for me to hit the peak and come back and get her and we would go back down. Whatever it took, but that picture was going to get taken on Saturday. I want to tell you, Karina showed up and she showed out, man. Like we had to go really slow because the elevation was a problem for her. Uh, We started at 7.20 in the morning and we got to the saddle at just a couple of minutes before noon. So it took us like almost five hours to go just over five miles. And we sat there, we ate, we refueled, we found some bushes, went to the bathroom, uh, got hydrated again. And I told her, I was like, we can't sit any longer. We got to go. You know what I mean? We still got three miles to hit the peak. And the elevation is going to, it's going to be much steeper. The elevation is going to be, we, we had another 1200 plus almost 1300 foot elevation to go in three miles. So the, the grade of that elevation is like 15%. So it's going to be really intense over the next three miles. We start out on, on that part of the trail heading up to Cucamonga Peak. She pulls out her camera and realizes that she left the battery pack plugged into the charger at the hotel. She sits down on the ground and she almost burst into tears because she she said that was the one thing that we had to do was just take a picture. That's all I had to do was make sure I had all my camera gear. Now, mind you, she's carrying 20 pounds of camera gear on her. And the one piece that she needed was the battery. And now my facial expression didn't change. My tone of voice didn't change. I didn't get mad. I didn't get upset. And I was like, look, it's cool. You got an iPhone. I got a Samsung Note 8. We'll take it with a phone. Like, we'll, we'll make this happen. It doesn't matter. We're, we're getting that picture today. Like, I'm not like, she was like, but I, and I was like, you're not going to sit here and beat yourself up because you left the battery. Stuff happens, man. You know what I mean? Everything works out exactly how it's supposed to work out. I'm not worried about like, can you, do you see my facial expression? Do you, did you hear my voice change? Am I upset with you? Am I crying? Am I throwing a fit? No, like, I don't care about that battery. All I care is that you get your ass up and let's start walking toward this peak. Like, we're going to do this. We're going to make this happen. And I said, this isn't just about me getting to that mountaintop. You've got, you're overcoming so much adversity just to make this hike because you were not prepared for this hike. In the process of doing this hike, I am putting together a VIP coaching program, which includes an immersion hike like what we did on Saturday. And so I was putting her through all the processes that I'm going to be putting people through when they join this hike. Some of them are going to be one-on-one VIP. Others are going to be small group and so on and so forth. So I'll have different packages that are available. And we'll talk more about that at another time because I'm we're still working out all the kinks and make sure I have all the, the bits and pieces together so that you guys can um, participate in it. But we got, as we got higher and got higher, her pack became too heavy. Now, I had offered to carry her pack several times because I knew how heavy it was. I knew it would have been much easier for me to carry her pack because I was more athletically inclined. And I had been in the elevation and it wasn't going to be a problem for me. But she said, no, I want to carry it. It's my gear. And I was like, okay, high five, girl. Like you have no idea how, and I know she's going to be listening to this. Karina, you have no idea how freaking proud I am of you because you sucked it up and you were like, no, this is my gear. I'm going to carry it. You know what I mean? Like that. And and you knew that you were not physically fit enough to one, make that hike but to add an extra 20, 25 pounds on your back to do that hike. Like you have no idea how awesome it is to see you do that and accomplish it. So we got probably a quarter of the way up the, the rest of the way going toward Cucamonga Peak and her back just got too much. And so we traded packs and she was like, oh my God, yours is so light. And I was like, I know that's why I've been trying to tell you to swap with me. Like this will be so much easier for you, especially because the elevation, the air is going to be getting thinner. So she was having problems with the elevation uh, with the elevation gain and, and elevation sickness. So we really had to slow down. She was drinking water. The people on the trail are so freaking nice up there, man. Like one couple stopped, they gave her some salt tablets, gave her some raw honey, gave her some Advil, said, take all of these now, you'll make it. And when we got to the top, guys, OMG, like seriously, I can't even put into words how beautiful the scenery was on top of Cucamonga Peak. It was 8,856 feet up in the air. The rocks that you, they had two different rocks that you got to stand out on, that you get, that you can stand on. One of them is like super solid and the other one looks kind of like a, I don't want to say like a potato chip, but it's a thinner rock that kind of juts out off the mountain and you can see above and below it. And in order to get on that rock, I literally had to get on my hands and knees to get on that rock and stand up. Now we're on top of the mountain. So there is a constant wind blowing in your face. And from the weather reports that I had read that morning before we left, it was like 13 plus mile an hour winds on top of that mountain. 
So if you want to see this picture, check out my Instagram or my Facebook. It's on there. And I will put a link to that in my show notes so you guys can just hit the link and go check it out. I would love for you to see what my book cover photo is going to look like. She's, she's going to edit it for me. The, um, there's a couple of pictures that we took in the same position that I chose not to use where the, the sky above the clouds was a deeper blue. So for whatever reason, I don't know if it was like the angle of the camera, the sky and the clouds were almost all one color. And I want her to define that out a little bit more like in the other pictures that I have up there. So she's going to do that editing and stuff for me. And then I'll have that in a couple of days and it'll be out and I'll make it my profile picture on my Facebook and on my Instagram so you guys can see it. But like, I'm so super proud of that picture. Like when I got on on that rock, I just like, I started crying. I was like, thank you, mom. Like we did it. I love you. You know, full circle. We're here. You know, this book's about to be published and a whole new journey is about to start. And you know what I mean? Like I changed my stars and we're, we're going to change we're going to help so many people change their life by this book coming out. And I'm, I'm so proud of this book, man. I'm so excited to get it into y'all's hands so you guys can, can really understand that trauma doesn't control you. You get to control your destiny at any given point in time. Like you are in control of that. And I think I forgot to tell you that this is episode number 34. And the title of this episode is, there's not an app for that. Sincerely, life. Like the beauty that was out there on the side of that mountain, on top of that mountain. Like you can't get that from an app, man. Like we get so caught up in in our electronics. And don't get me wrong. Now, I love my electronics. I got lots of them. I have my laptop, I've got my cell phone, I've got my earbuds that are wireless, you know what I mean? I've got a Bluetooth mouse. I've got all of these things that I use with my electronics. Like I, I, I don't have an iPad or anything like that. I had one, I need a new one, but I have all of these things. We have all of these electronics to make our life more comfortable. We look at these pictures and videos on Facebook and on Instagram and whatever other apps that you go on to to view people's pictures and videos, but they're not, you're not in that moment. You're not experiencing the true beauty or the true moment. They've shared it with you and you hope that the projection of your moment can be projected to them and they can feel something and get something out of it. But man, like you can't experience life until you go outside Like you've got to go outside, like quit playing video games and take your ass outside. Get off your laptop and take your ass outside. Turn your phone off. Like out on that mountain, we had no cell phone service. Like there were spots where we would, we would have like a little bit of cell phone service, but it didn't last very long. That whole hike, it was no music. There was no Facebook. There was no Snapchat. There was none of that. You know what I mean? Like we were out there with our own thoughts. We were working through our emotions. We were working through, you know, whatever issues that we had going on, working that stuff out in our head. And, you know, the the title of this podcast really came from Karina because she made the she made the the comment while she was recording a video to put on her YouTube channel. She was like, guys, you can't get this from an app. And I instantly thought like, that's the title of my next podcast. You know, there's not an app for that. And it's, it's just, it, it's a beautiful thing. And I, and I really want to dive deeper into this because this not only, you know, covers being on this mountain hike, it also covers relationships. It covers your job. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's so many things that we place on an app on our electronics and so on and so forth that we, we forget that we're human. And we have to take responsibility for for us and we have to learn how to communicate and not do it in a text and not do it in an email, like be face to face and have a freaking conversation with somebody. So sit down, get comfortable and let's take a minute and listen to my sponsors for this week because they are the bomb.com as always. And we will be right back with there's not an app for that. Sincerely, life. Hey everybody, this is Coach Kelly Tamey. I hope you are really enjoying the Life Awakening podcast. And I wonder, did you know that you can actually get paid to listen to my podcast? I know it sounds really crazy, but it's true. 
I just found this awesome new app. It's called PodCoin, and you actually get paid to listen to my podcast or any other podcast that you want to listen to. Here's how it works. You listen to the podcast and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin into gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks. Or if you choose, you can donate it to a PodCoin charity of your choice. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. Go right now and download the app on your iPhone or Android, and I have a special code for you. Simply use the code LIFEAWAKENING, and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. And if you listen to enough podcasts on here, you'll get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. So go ahead and listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and sign up with the code LIFEAWAKENING. I swear it'll change the way that you listen to podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is There's Not an App for That. Sincerely, Life. So I just shared with you guys, you know, my mountain hike that I did on Saturday up to Cucamonga Peak with my photographer, Karina Cruz. And, you know, I talked about how we were sitting there and she's taking a video of where we're sitting in the view because it was breathtaking. Absolutely breathtaking and as great as a photographer as I like to think that I am and I know my pictures turned out phenomenal like it the pictures do not do what we saw justice and she made the comment she was like if people have seen how beautiful this is and and smelled how fresh just breathed in the fresh air that we're breathing in right now and experienced all of the nice people that we have run across on this trail How could they not believe that all of this was created by a higher power? And I was like, quite honestly, my belief is the people that think that there is not a higher power has never been out here. I, because I agree with her in the respect that if you haven't seen what's out in the world, you haven't seen the natural beauty of this earth, how could you believe that it was? created by something higher. If you have no knowledge of something that was created by something higher, if you haven't been out to Egypt to see the pyramids and to see all of these things that were like mountains and volcanoes and the ocean and the, all the different animals and species, like did, did, did they just appear out of nowhere? This isn't a debate for me. This isn't, this isn't a debate for whether there is a higher power or not. My belief there is, if you believe there's not, then high five for your belief. I, I'll support you where you're at. But I would encourage you to take a hike like what we just took out to Cucamonga Peak or a mountain of your choice. And I'm telling you, like that mountain hike was 17 and a half miles from beginning to end. At the opening of the trailhead at Ice House Canyon Trail, it was 4,200 feet elevation. Up at the peak, it was 8,856 foot elevation. And it was 13 hours to get in and out of that trail because we had to stop so much. And, you know, once we, when we were up there and we were taking pictures up at the peak, there's, there's two different rocks. So the first rock I got up, we took five or six pictures. I get down, we'd look, nope, that's not it. Get up there, take five or six more pictures. Get down, look, nope, that's not it. Get up. Take five or six more pictures, get down. Nope, that's not it. And so I did that five or six times. And I found one and I was like, I think we can edit this one and cut off this part right here and make it look right here. And I think that'll be awesome. I, th- I, th- I think we can work with that. I like how the sky looks. And, and I was like, before we go, let me get a, a panoramic picture from over here because I didn't take one over here. And as I was taking that panoramic picture, I saw the rock that is on the website when you look up Cucamonga Peak. And I was like, oh shit. That's the rock. Like, I need to be on that rock. That's the rock that I need to take this picture on. And so literally, I shit you not, I had to get on my hands and knees and crawl on top of that rock before I stood up. And when I got up there, I just closed my eyes. I breathed in all of that fresh air with the wind blowing in my face at 13 plus miles an hour. And I just took in all of the beauty of the valley down below me. Like I was, I literally was standing on top of the world and I had no words. I had a tear trickle down my cheek and it was like, thank you, mom, we made it. That's all I could think, man. And it was, it was so freaking beautiful. And 
Part of my program that I'm working on is to show you how powerful your mind is because you have control over what it is that you think. And whatever you tell your subconscious, that's the truth. And I've said this in so many of my other podcasts, what, you know what I mean? Whatever you tell your subconscious is a truth. It does not know the difference between a truth and a lie. It does not know the difference between a good habit and a bad habit. It knows what you tell it. And you are in control of the input that goes into your brain. You're in control of what you watch on TV or not. You're in control of what you listen to on the radio or not. You're in control of what podcasts you listen to or not. You're in control of the people that you're around, whether they're positive or negative or whatever that connotation is. You are around people who have a lack mentality or you have people or you're around people who have an abundance mentality. You have people that you're around that are financially stable. You have people that are abundantly financially stable or you have people that are always broke, busted and disgusted. So what is your choice? Are you around people that are sad and depressed all the time? Or are you always on your phone because you're afraid to interact with people? Are you always on your computer and you have Twitter wars because you don't have to be in somebody's face and it's easy for you to hide behind a a computer screen and behind a keyboard? We've lost ourselves. Like there's not an app for life, guys. Like there's not an app that is that can run your life. Are there apps that make our lives more convenient? 100% absolutely, unequivocally, yes. I have a bunch of apps on my phone and I literally just deleted a bunch of apps today because they're taking up too much storage on my phone because I don't use them. Like, oh, that'll be a cool app. Let me download that. And then I don't use it. So I'm, I'm really beginning to look at, is this an app that I need? Is this going to be an app that I use? Is this going to be an app that's going to make my life more convenient? or easier? Is it going to be something that's going to be more of a distraction? Like look at your phone. How many apps do you have on your phone that that is something that is productive? Is it something that's going to move you forward? Is it something that, that is surrounding personal development? Is it something that is soothing to you? So when you're kind of uptight or you're feeling anxious, you can listen to certain music or certain sounds and it will calm you. Like for me, I love listening to the sound of the ocean. So when I'm feeling, and I don't get anxious feeling very often, but when I'm, I'm feeling one of those moods, like, okay, there's, there's something in my head and I don't know what it is. And I don't like the feeling that I'm feeling. I'll do a meditation and I'll turn on ocean sounds and I'll listen to that and I'm instantly in a calm place. So, you know, what are the apps that you have on your phone? Do you have five or six games on your phone and you're sitting here playing Bubble Master and seeing how, how many levels you can get up? Do you have other games that are on your phone that you sit there and play and your, your head is constantly down? You're not out in reality. That's what I mean. Like life is not an app. Life is not your phone. Life is not your laptop. Life is not the, the TV that you're watching and all the shows that you caught up. Life is not Netflix. The things that you're doing on your apps, the things that you're doing to numb your reality, they're, they're an instant pleasure that you're feeling in that moment to get instant gratification for something, which is not necessarily a bad thing. And I'm not faulting you for that. But then the next day you get up and say, hey, I binge watched Netflix for like eight hours yesterday. And but then you complain that you didn't get the things done that you wanted to get done. Well, let's see the eight hours on Netflix. Let's talk about that for a minute. And they, you want to be mad at me for calling out and saying the truth. Then they should be mad because I'm not I'm not I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to be your coach. And I'm doing you a disservice by not calling you out on your bullshit. Sitting down and watching TV 8, 10, 12 hours on the weekends and doing nothing that's going to move you forward and get you out of the situation that you say you hate. I'm not helping you by doing that. If you don't like where it is that you live, you say you're not making enough money. You say you hate your job. You say that things have got to change. You feel stuck. You're depressed, you're this, you're that, and the other. You don't like your friends because they bitch, moan, and groan. Well, what the hell are you doing? Bitch, moaning, and groaning. You get what you put out. You get so caught up in your TV shows. You get so caught up in your movies. You get so caught up in the star's life. What are they doing to help you? Nothing. They're entertainment. They're not life meant. 
They're not making your life better by watching them live a life you wish you had. If you want to live a life like what they have, don't you think you have to do something? Don't you think that you need to get out of your phone, get off of your computer and go out and figure out what life means to you? There's not an app for life. There's not an app that is going to run your life and make it better. You have to run your life and make it better. Like everything it is that comes into your life, you brought it on. Like if you are your job, you said you wanted a better job, a job came along and it was a smidge better than what you had. You took it. Now you get there and you realize that this isn't what you thought it was because you weren't real clear on what it was that you wanted. You just said you wanted to make more money and you jumped at the first opportunity. Not to say that that was a bad opportunity, but did you do your homework on the company? Did you check out what the employee ratings were on the company? Did you find out what their benefit package was? Was it better than what you were making? Did they pay for your insurance or part of your insurance? Or are you going to be responsible for all your insurance? You get there and you found out it really wasn't what you thought it was because you weren't clear in the beginning about what you, what you said you wanted. And part of this comes back to, you know, like I said, the, the, the program that I was putting Karina through that I'm going to be making available to, to everybody really soon. When we got back off of the mountain, and Sunday we got up and I asked her how she was feeling emotionally about, you know, because she came in and had had some other things that went on during the week. It really kind of, kind of had her down on herself. And we talked about all that as we were going up the mountain and we, we did all of these things. And, and she, like so many of us, especially females, we have this, this thing about not feeling enough. And we let our significant others make us believe that we're not good enough or we're not lovable or... We can't do enough to make them happy. And we forget that it's not our job to make them happy. And it's, it's, it's a really evil cycle that we get caught up in, but we don't feel like we have a life raft to pull ourselves out of it. We get caught up in that. I, you know, I would rather be in a bad relationship than feel alone because I feel unloved. But in that relationship, you feel alone and you feel unloved. So if you're going to feel unloved and feel alone anyway, and you're in a relationship, just be alone. That might be a little bit hard to hear, but it's the truth. So Sunday, when we were talking about it, she was like, I feel so much better. Like, I feel like this, I've had this huge weight lifted off of my chest. And so, you know, she has some things that she wants to accomplish over the next 30 days. So she's got three more coaching sessions with me as part of our package and our trade. And, you know, when I have my my program set out and I, I put it out for you guys. It's going to be the same thing. You know, we have the, the weekend VIP trip and then you get three more coaching sessions over the next three weeks. So basically you get coaching for me for 30 days. And so that's what all this is going to include. So we were talking about what it was she wanted to accomplish over the next three weeks and where she wanted to be at the end of 30 days. And we put our heads together. She, we talked about just this first week and she needed to do X, Y, and Z. And I was like, okay, so write it down. And she just looked at me, had this kind of blank stare. And I guess she thought I was going to write it down. And it doesn't do me any good to write it down because then it doesn't mean anything. You have to write down your own plan. You have to set it out. You have to be committed to what it is that you're going to do. And so she had her journal and she started writing. And I saw her just really struggling with writing down what she needed to do. And, and we just talked about it in great detail. And so I had to read it back to me. And so I was like, okay, add this, take off that. That's, that's not applicable right now. That'll be, you know, the, the next week. And then add in this. Now, when you read that, how does that feel? Does that feel like that's going to be too much to do in these few days? How long is it going to take you to do project A? A couple of days. Okay, so if that's going to take you a couple of days, are you going to be able to, to present it to the person it needs to be presented to? Are you going to be able to do that this week or is that going to go on next week? She was like, no, I can do it this week. And I was like, okay. So once you present it to this person, we're going to say, they're going to say, yes, what is your next steps? And she's like, well, um, I said, you got to have next steps. Like you've got to tell them what you're going to do when they say yes, because they have to know the investment that they're making and what it is that you're doing is you know, what, what are the next, what are the next steps so that they know how the money is going to be used. Now, what's the return on investment going to be? Is it going to be 150%? Is it going to be 200%? What's the time frame? How long is it going to take to pay that out? Like what, what, what are we talking about? And she was completely 
I don't want to say she was completely lost, but I don't think that she had thought about it the way she was thinking about it. Like this person was going to get uh, dividends forever. I'm like, no, they're only investing, uh, you know, X amount of dollars. They don't get dividends until until forever off X amount of dollars. If they want to continue to invest, then you you guys renegotiate after this first initial investment, you know, and then. You know, she was really trying to give this person way too. And I understand she was very grateful for this person for investing in her in the first place and investing in what it is, the the project that she has going on, which was great. But you still have to get paid like you've got to think about. You have these fees to pay. You have these fees to pay and you still have your taxes to come out of this. So that's going to take away this, this and this. And then you're saying you want to give her X amount of dollars. Then what does that leave you with? And you still have your personal things that you have to pay. So like this is this has got to be financial, a financial benefit for both of you at the end of the day. And she was like, oh, I didn't think about this at, at that point in time. So, you know, we worked all of that out. And when she did, she wrote it down and she she took a big breath and she was like, I really feel relieved about you helping me figure that out, because th- those were things that she had not thought about. And I realized that she had not ever written out a goal or goal plan for herself. And I, and, and I asked her and I was like, have you, have you ever written down your goals in, you know, what it was that you wanted? And she was like, no, it was like, never. And I saw myself in her. I saw, cause she just turned 40. I saw a glimpse of me when I was 42 and going in, and in, in the darkest part of my depression. Like, I didn't know what a, I didn't know how to set a goal. I didn't know what setting a goal was. I didn't know what it meant to set a goal and work backwards on, on how to attain it. I, I stumbled upon the goal of becoming a personal trainer. I stumbled upon changing my life. It wasn't, I, did I want to change my life? Did I want a better way? Did I want to desperately figure out how to live? Did I want to figure out how to, how to feel better because I felt like shit? Absolutely. But did I know how to do that? No. Did I know what really what it meant to set a goal and make a plan? Absolutely not. But when the gym manager said, hey, are you a personal trainer? Well, if you want to get certified, we have a built in clientele for you. There was a there was a light that went on in the distance that said, oh, my God, I can get out of this shitty life that I've created for myself. If I say yes, I was terrified to say yes, because I was 42. I hadn't been in school in 30 something years. I didn't know if I could really do it or not, but I had, I was willing to take a chance. I was willing to risk everything to possibly be able to change my life. Was it scary? Yes. Was it hard? Yes. Did I cry? Yes. Did it frustrate me? Yes. Did I do it? Hell yes. Was it worth it? Hell yes. And once I figured that out and I passed that test and I became a personal trainer, I asked my son because he was very goal oriented and he had done amazing things with his life. I asked him to give me some books because I needed to make me a better me. When I started diving into personal development books, that's when I realized there's power in writing things down. Now, if I look back on my life when I was going through the parts of my depression, when I would get really angry or really get upset, and like this is this is after I became a personal trainer, I started journaling. Like I would write down my thoughts. I had to write them down and get them out and write it. And I was actually journaling before that. I was journaling in my during my depression days, and I, I still have the journal that's got the day that I was going to take those bottles of sleeping pills. I still have all of those journals. I was writing all of that stuff down because I had to get that yuck feeling out of me. There's not an app for that. Like, do they have journal apps? Yes. But is it the same feeling as taking a pen and writing it down on a piece of paper? Absolutely not. Because writing it down, like using a type, a keyboard key, you're only using four or five percent of your senses, if that. When you're actually writing it down, you're, it's, it, there's, it, there's scientific proof that it activates your, your, your frontal lobe in a different way. All right. And writing down blue pen, white paper, it's something that's triggered in the brain. This is important. And then I need to remember this. So I don't, I don't own any pen. That's not a blue, blue pen. Everything I write is a blue pen. Everything that I write on is white paper. And 
I, if I have a really big goal or if I have a plan about something, it gets written down. Like, do I have things typed in my, in my notes on my, on my laptop? Absolutely. But the, my big things that I really want, they go in my journal. They get written down in a, on a notebook. I like, I've got so many of these composition notebooks that got notes from classes, notes from books, notes just clearing my thoughts. Like sometimes God wakes me up at 545 in the morning and, and pulls the ripcord on a Hot Wheels car and turns my brain on and the ADD gets going and I can't go back to sleep. So now I have to work on what it was that he gave me to work on, which is, you know, a beautiful thing. There's not an app that is going to make your relationship better. There's not an app that's going to make your relationship better. There's, a, there's plenty of apps that's going, to de- that's going to destroy your relationship or make your relationship deteriorate. And what do I mean by that? If you're so, if you're on your phone and so engrossed in your phone and you can't sit face to face with your partner and have an actual conversation, you can't communicate except through text. You have no relationship. That's not a relationship. Like there's not an app for life, guys. Like there's so much out here in this world. Like go outside. Like have you ever been on a boat in the middle of the ocean? You can't see land anywhere. All you see is ocean on all sides. You're not driving the boat. Somebody else is driving the boat. You hope that they know where they're going and you have a belief that they're going to get you to your destination. But you you feel the rocking of the waves back and forth and you just kind of, you know, they call it getting your sea legs and you just kind of you're rocking back and forth, rocking back and forth, rocking back and forth. And you may even encounter a storm while you're out at sea, especially if you're like on one of those big cruise ships going somewhere, you know, storm could pop up anywhere. Like it, it may get a little rough and I want to equate this to life. Like sometimes we go through storms in life, but the storm, the, the ship doesn't stop moving because it's in a storm. The ship keeps going. The ship keeps going so it can get through to the other side of the storm because generally it's been, okay. So if you live in the, in the plains in, in America, you can see a storm coming from way off. You can see where the storm's at. You can see the light all around it and you can see the storm right there where it's at. Now, if you're in the middle of that storm and you look out, you can see where the light is and you can see where you got to get to to get out of that storm. You know that a storm is temporary. A storm stays a storm. It can stay a really long time if you choose to stay caught up in the storm. You choose to keep cultivating those storm issues, the things that caused the storm in the first place. That could be negative thinking. That could be hanging out with people that are messy. That could be hanging out with people that bitch, moan, groan, and complain. That could, you know, your circle of friends needs to be reevaluated. Maybe you, maybe you need to change your entire living situation. Maybe you need to move to a new state and start over. I've done that twice in my life. And I will tell you both times my life leveled up tremendously. So moving from Huntsville. So I lived in Birmingham for 30 plus years, went up to Huntsville, lived for a year left Huntsville and went to Atlanta in 2011 when all the tornadoes tore up Alabama. So from 2011 to the end of 2017 was when I lived in Atlanta. That was the best six years of my life. Like my life leveled up at least 10 times changing my location. There wasn't an app that that was going to tell me, hey, you need to move. My life sucked in Alabama. I knew that if I stayed there, logic in my mind, I truly believe that if I stayed in Alabama, I would die. And I wanted to live. I wanted my life to be better. And the only way for that to happen was to change my current circumstances. And the only way to change my current circumstances for me was to move. And so that's what I did. There wasn't an app that said, oh, if you move here, your life is going to be amazing. So when I, okay, so you guys are going to have to pardon the hammering in the background because our neighbors are doing some re some remodeling or construction outside and they've been going since seven o'clock this morning. So if you hear some banging in the background, that would be it. I've closed my window, but obviously that's not enough. So anyway, when I left Atlanta and drove across country to come to California, it wasn't an app that said, oh, why don't you move to California? Because your life will be so much better there. You know what it was? It was a meditation where I got a vision. It said, get there and I'll show you further. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm moving to San Diego. I sold all my shit at the age of 50 and drove across country with less than $700 in my bank account and a rear main seal leak in my car. I pulled out of Atlanta on December 22nd, 2017, drove 
to Birmingham, Alabama, spent Christmas with my kids and my grandkids, left there, went to Louisiana, hung out with some friends for New Year's, and then drove from there, spent the night in Midland, Texas, woke up to 18 degree temperature. My poor car, bless her heart, it was my little 97 Mitsubishi Eclipse. She was so mad at me because it was so cold, she almost didn't start. I got her cranked up, went to Wilcox, Arizona, Spent the night there. It was 82 degrees, beautiful and sunny, tank tops and flip-flops. And then when I woke up that next morning, I drove and I made it to San Diego. I was in San Diego January 4th of 2018. That was the first night as a, as a resident of California. It was a beautiful thing. And the first 90 days was hard here. Like being so far away from family and friends, I came out here no net. It wasn't easy, but the, it, there wasn't an app that was going to make my life better. I had to make my life better. It was up to me, me changing my life and taking the steps because I have big dreams and big dreams require big risks. You know, I, I told Karina something when we were climbing the mountain, you know, when we'd stopped and she was resting and she'd said something and we were talking about change and challenges. And I, and I was like, you know what, when we accept that change is in a, it, that change is inevitable, that change is not a bad thing. When we accept and we're willing to change, our challenges disappear. And I talked about this in a previous podcast. Change and challenge are the same word. So if you spell out challenge on a piece of paper, C-H-A-L-L-E-N-G-E. Yes, challenge, C-H-A-L-L-E-N-G-E. If you take out the L-L-E and you put the rest of the letters together, it's change. When you accept change, when you cultivate change in your life, your challenges disappear. Your challenges now become opportunities. You start looking at life different. Your life starts growing. You start growing. If you don't like the word change, substitute the word change for grow. Like when you grow, growing is a beautiful thing. It's like life grows. Like when you're out in the woods and you're out doing the hiking and you're out in nature, like I have this fascination with trees and I look at these trees and I see how they're shaped and some of them have like these really weird shapes and the, they have no bark on them and they, the, the whole tree has got like these twisted lines in it and even though the tree looks dead, it's very much alive and I'm thinking like, what has your life been like? You know what I mean? Like it's, it's so amazing that there's so many different variations of trees in one place and like, like how did you get like that? Everything is growing. Everything out there grows. It can be covered up with snow for six months out of the year because the elevation is so high. But when the snow melts, everything is so green and it's beautiful and it's growing and it's amazing and it's breathtakingly beautiful. So think about you. If you choose to change or you choose to grow in order to make your life better, how amazing and how beautiful could your life be? Like we've got to stop relying on our electronics to make our life better. Our electronics are not part of our life. Like, like I said in the, in the beginning, do they make think parts of our life more convenient? Absolutely. Do some of them make our life easier, especially in the business world? Well, if I have this app, I can do this and I can keep up with things easier. Absolutely. But be honest with yourself. Is, are the apps on your phone, are they a distraction? Are they taking you away from important things in your life? Are, they, are you so engrossed in your phone that you don't pay attention to your children? Are you so engrossed in your phone and in your apps that you don't pay attention to your mate? Are you so engrossed in your phone that you only work half the time that you're at work getting paid to work because you're on your apps on your phone? We've got to unplug, guys. We've got to unplug. We've got to start living our life for us and only have the apps that make us better, not the apps that distract us. We've got to have the electronics that are going to add to our life, but not distract us from life. The apps that we add to our life, do they, do they make your communication better with your mate, better with your kids, better with your boss, better with your coworkers, better with your business partners, better with your parents, better with your siblings, better with your nieces and nephews, grandparents, whatever that looks like? Do they make you better or do they distract you and hold you down and put a glass ceiling on a life that's waiting for you, that's calling for you? 
I want to give you a challenge. I want you to go through your phone and I want you to look at every single app that you got on there. Do you use all of the apps that you have on your phone? What do you use them for? Are they mind numbing games that's killing your brain cells? Are they apps that distract you from the reality of life? If you're looking so hard to be distracted from the realities of life, then we have a bigger talk that we need to have. You create your own reality. You get to create your life. Numbing yourself to the reality that you've created is only going to continue to create the reality that you've created. If you want your life to be better than what it is right now, unplug from your electronics for a little while. Take your phone and turn it off for a little while. Walk away from the computer. Go out to the beach and listen to the waves crash on the shore. Go up to the mountains and hike a trail. Do that three miles, man. Go a mile and a half in and a mile and a half out. Go three miles in and three miles out. What does that look like? Turn off your phone. Listen to the sounds of nature. Listen to the birds chirping. Like when you're out, when we were out in that forest, we could hear the wind coming before it ever hit us. You know how amazing that is to hear the wind come before you ever feel it? You, you hear it coming down the mountain because you hear the trees rustling as the wind goes blowing through. And then you hear it coming up the mountain because it whistles just a little different. And then all of a sudden it hits you. That is so freaking amazing to hear. There's not an app for that. There's not an app that's going to let you feel the wind on your face. There's not an app that's going to let you feel the waves on your toes. There's not an app that's going to let you feel the sunshine on your face as you watch the sunset into the ocean. There's not an app that's going to let you feel what it feels like to sit on a rock on the side of a cliff and watch the sunrise. There's not an app that's going to let you feel the wind blow through your hair as you're hearing the birds chirp. There's not an app that's going to allow you to breathe in the fresh air that's outside in the forest or Breathe in the salt air off the ocean from the beach. There's not an app for that. There's not an app that's going to increase your communication with your mate. There's not an app that's going to make you love your mate deeply. There's not an app that's going to let you feel what it feels like to hold someone that you love's hand. There's not an app that will give you a hug because you're having a bad day. There's not an app that's going to kiss you on the forehead and tell you that you're beautiful. There's not an app that's going to tell your kids how awesome they are. There's not an app that's going to teach your kids how to hug you. There's not an app that's going to love you so deeply that you know that you're always enough, that you're worthy, and that you are a phenomenal human being with a purpose greater than you can even imagine on this earth. There's not an app for that. You guys, I love you to the moon and back. You are freaking amazing. I'm thankful for the app that you're listening to my podcast on. That app is making you a better person because you're listening to my podcast. And I hope that you have found other personal development podcasts that you enjoy and that when you listen to them, they make you contemplate where you are in life and where you want to go. I hope They make you rethink some of your habits that you've got going on right now so that you can readjust or shift and make your habits different so that you can get a different result. You are where you are because of how you think. You are where you are because of the habits that you have right now. You are where you are because you choose to binge watch Netflix for 12 hours on the weekend versus getting up and doing something productive that's going to move you forward and make you more money or make you happier or take you on a trip to where you get to experience the life that you said you wanted. You want to travel? You want to travel the world? Or do you just want to look at traveling on an app? I don't know about you, but I want to experience the gondolas in Venice. I don't know about you. I want to go actually touch the Eiffel Tower. I don't just want to look at it in a picture. I want to go to Fiji and I want to walk on the beaches I want to experience the sunset. I want to go to Australia and I want to see the kangaroos up close and personal. I want to experience all of that for myself. 
I don't want to see it. I just don't want to see it in an app. I enjoy looking at them on Instagram because it gives me ideas of where it is that I want to go. And I save them. And I was like, this is on my bucket list. This is on my travel list. This is where I'm going to go. But I don't want to just experience them in an app on my phone. I want to go make those memories. I want to take those pictures. I want to look at those pictures and say, I remember exactly what was going on in that moment that I took that snapshot. And this is how I felt. And it was so amazing. And I got to share it with so-and-so. And they made me feel like this or like that. And it was amazing. Do you just want to experience life through your apps? Or do you want to experience life by experiencing life? I hope that you choose number two. So... With that being said, again, thank you guys so, 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 so much for listening. I know that I hope that you guys got some value out of this. And I hope you understand that life is not an app, man. Life is about experiencing and growing and creating what it is that you want for your life from here forward. I hope that I inspire you and motivate you to do that. If you would like to, I I would really like to hang out with you guys more than just on this podcast. So hit me up on any of my social medias. You can hit hashtag Callie Tame. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. All social medias, basically, those are the three that I am. You can find me more. I'm more, hang out more on Facebook. Uh, I'm getting... I'm starting to hang out a little bit more on Instagram, but uh, you can reach me on any of those. I will. We do have a Facebook group called Life Awakening Podcast. I would love for you guys to come join that. I will put a link in my show notes for that. And if you have any questions, oh, and don't forget, you can leave me a voice message about this podcast, about this episode or any of the other episodes. I would love for you to do that. Just hit the link in my show notes. And it doesn't matter what app that you're listening to my podcast on, you can do that. Hit the link. It says leave a voice message. And when you do that, I would love to be able to share that in a future podcast. So if you have a show topic that you would like for me to talk about or discuss or one of my previous topics that you would like me to dive a little deeper in or any questions, comments, or feedback, I would love to hear from you guys. I love you guys so much. I hope, remember, Thank a serviceman or woman today. Thank the loved ones of the servicemen or women. You know, the, the families that are left at home while they're deployed, they have, they've got some, some deep-rooted things going on, man, and, and they're what hold the families together. So, you know, to all my servicemen and women, to all their spouses and children and all the families that, that hold the home fort down while they're away, like, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I love you guys to the moon and back. I uh, have a safe and wonderful Memorial Day. If you're out drinking, make sure that you call Uber or Lyft and get you home safe. All right. I love you guys. And I will see you next week. Bye-bye now.